Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. Okay, this is another re-release. I really like this episode. Um, I am a little biased because it's me and my twin sister, but I did listen to it recently um, on a very long drive. I went up to house sit at my parents' place, did not touch or see anybody. <laughs> it's funny because I did actually make fun of this, um, the type of people who post going on vacation and then post in a picture and saying, I didn't touch or see anybody. It's like, you do you, hon. Um, but I do feel the need to say, like, my parents were all the way in Taiwan, and I wanted, um, basically, and they asked me to check in on the house, which I gladly did. Uh, long story short, I had a lot of time to listen to my own voice, um, so I wanted to sort of get some clarity in my past. Uh, I'm not saying I was looking at old diary entries, but I was looking at old diary entries, which led me to listening to this episode got a little bit sentimental, and um, I just wanted to re-release it because a lot has changed since we recorded this on the eve of our 30th birthday. I love my sister so much. Um, it's something that I feel is always difficult to talk about when things aren't perfect, um, but I want to be very transparent. You know, we had a really rough year. We started the year by being very excited to live together, excited for our 30th year, um, and then moved in together in February, and, you know, shit happens. The pandemic happened. We have our own individual trauma. I was going through trauma therapy. Um, she got a dog. She's obviously dealing with her own life events as well. I think we never really took the time to just become adults on our own without that sort of like bond from childhood. So um, it was growing pains, but it was growing pains delayed to 30 years old. Um, so she moved out and we are still talking. I mean, I think it was the right choice to live apart. It was a little difficult of a decision. It really felt like, are we, what if we like never talk again? We obviously are talking, but things aren't perfect yet. Um, so I wanted to share this episode because I just, it was just so to me like a really nice moment where we got really honest and real. And I felt like walking away from recording this just so like much lighter. I feel like we talked about stuff that, um, I really wanted to get off my chest that we never talked about before. So um, that's this episode. But before we get into it, I just want to share a couple quick announcements. Um, as you know, I'm no longer doing the Confidant newsletter. So um, please don't send anything to the PayPal. But I do have an OnlyFans. And that's OnlyFans.com slash Teresa Lee. And if you want to um, try it out and you're a Confidant and you're not sure what it's all about, Feel free to email me, tell me anything pod at gmail.com because um, I want to get all the confidants in there. Um, I actually do have a secret list of OnlyFans called Confidants, Super Confidants. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I, you know, I really want to, I, I, I love, I love the Super Confidants because you guys know me on a level that I feel like nobody in my life even really does because you listen to this podcast. Um, so join that. I, I will be posting content routinely um, already it's not even been a month and I have been writing and shooting like crazy because it's so fun I feel like I'm backed up for content having no comedy outlet um, right now I'm adding in a video which will probably be up tomorrow so by the time this comes out um, about the perfect wish based on watching the horrible movie Wonder Woman 1984 um, so that's a fun one you should check that out 
Um, yeah, and there's not really much announcements. We will be back next week, January 27th, with an all-new episode, season four of You Can Tell Me Anything. I know I keep hinting that I'm going to retire this pod soon. I'm sorry that I keep saying that. I don't want to make you guys anxious. It's because I like to be transparent about what I'm doing. I am trying to um, transition into something new, but I, I don't want to force it or arbitrarily do it. So I promise I am slating this season at least to the anniversary, which is April. Can't believe it's going to be our three-year, four-year, wait, is it, what, three-year anniversary officially, which, um, yeah, it's kind of cool. I didn't, I mean, it's nice that it's been going this long. So um, definitely we'll be continuing the show until then, but I am actively writing and developing new things because I, I think I've evolved and you've all evolved and whatever the next thing is, it hopefully will be another continuation of me and you, but in a new format. So that being said, um, I don't have any shows to announce. I'm really right now in writing mode and developing mode, but trust me, I am not in depressed staring at the wall mode. Uh, I'm coming up with things and I want to hear from you. So join the discord. It's uh, in the bio at tell me anything pod on Instagram or email me, tell me anything pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Enjoy this re-release recorded in October, 2019 uh, with Jenny, my twin sister. She goes by house cat now publicly. She's a wonderful musician, dancer. Um, she looks like me. We sound the same. I'm sorry in advance if you can't tell our voices apart. This is Jenny. here in the studio with my guest, um, my twin sister, the person I've known the longest my entire life. She's known as DJ Housecat to some, um, she's known as May May to me, and she's known to you as Jenny. What's up, Jenny? Hello. It's weird because I actually think, do you and I speak in Chinese to each other anymore? I'm trying to think. I'm no, definitely using podcast voice with you right now, which feels very weird because this is not how I normally talk to you. Do you know what I mean? Does it feel like podcast voice? Yeah, should I do podcast voice too? <laughs> do you have a podcast no, voice? No, I don't, but I, I do notice when I'm on like being recorded, sometimes I get really nervous about, like you said, and I, I ramble a lot more than I normally do. We st had a podcast very briefly called yes. TN Jam that nobody listened to, but we did it because it was a way to, for us to keep in touch when I lived in New York and you lived in LA. Right. And uh, maybe that's the inception. Look, sometimes you try and fail and try and fail, and then you get something and then you're like that was the first time i tried it guys would you believe i've tried many podcasts before <laughs> this podcast um <laughs> no i think that was even before was i doing comedy i don't remember but i i think it literally was like in the early naissance of um podcasts like yeah we put it on soundcloud <clears throat> yeah we put it on soundcloud i i, I think maybe it's probably the, still it's it still up? no there's no way it's that kind of stuff costs money to host i think it just gets deleted um, but I think we like would write these little outlines and I don't even remember what we talked about. Um, but I remember, I remember we, we talked about porn. Oh. Why did that come up? I mean, we were, t uh, what, in our yeah. early twenties in New York, um, fresh out of college. I'm sure it's not an uncommon thing to talk about. I don't remember that though, but I do remember that we would each record on our phones and then try to sync it up on a computer. Yes. It, I don't think the quality was very great. Good. Um, what was I? Oh, I was talking about podcast voice. Oh, yeah. So I don't actually know. I didn't realize I do it so much. Like, I definitely feel like I have an air of authority when I 
when I interview someone because you have to, but um, I didn't notice how different it was f- from how I speak to you until just now when I was doing the intro because I turned to you and go like, my guess, what's up? But I'm like, I'm ne- I don't talk to you like that. How do I talk to you? It's normal to be like, and eh, now. No, but I, you know, I think I have a higher voice when I talk to you. I think I'm using a lower register. I, I think it saves my energy to talk for long periods of time. To be maybe also because like radio voice is more boomy. Maybe, but I feel like okay, this is gonna be my impression of me talking to you, just for the audience to hear. Hey, hello. What I don't get. That's how I feel. Doesn't I feel like I'm like but that face was what's the word in great. Chinese like Jen? My voice is Jen. Yeah, very like, like sharp. sharp. How would you translate that? Sharp sharper shrill that's the translation it's shrill i'm nagging myself um you don't sound shrill but that's if you sound shrill i sound shrill because people have told us we have the same voice but we talk faster to each other we're both and in higher register and we cut each other off maybe we do this less now because we both go to therapy but we used to cut each other off interrupt each other to the point where if our (laughs) friends were in the room (laughs) while we were talking they'd be like i feel like you're fighting and we're like we're not this is how we talk yeah we we do do it we we still do it sometimes i think yes you're right we've gotten better about it i think we probably it's like probably learned from family (laughs) but do we speak chinese to each other because it feels weird like on this podcast i feel like definitely i speak in english and so in in the beginning when i was introducing you and using podcast podcast i like this term podcast voice when i was using my podcast voice i did feel like i was like and now use english but i don't know why i had that thought because i feel like i do always use english with you but i don't feel like i limit myself but all of a sudden it was like these walls went up it's like like my computer code was like uh like input like negative like chinese words <laughs> but but that i don't use a lot of chinese with you and then i stopped to think and i was like do i i can't remember we used to when we were kids you, we, I feel like we only do it now for like code words, but this doesn't even work anymore because everybody speaks Chinese. But um, when we were little, we, we used to be like, I need to go to the bathroom, but we'd be like, I need to meow meow. This is like when we were tiny uh, kids. Yes, though. children who think if you just switch the word bathroom, nobody will know when you say, mom, I need to cup. <laughs> like nobody knows what you're talking about. <clears throat> but no, you don't use Chinese with me. It's probably... One second. Um... I'm going to cut that part out. What were we saying? Oh, the kids. Okay, we can move on. We can move on from children needing to pee. Um, <laughs> Jen, we always start this podcast. As you know, you've been, on, you've been around it because you've helped me engineer and improve the sound quality of this podcast. Um, we always start with a good confession. And that's just something nice because not all confessions are bad. Is there a good thing you would like to confess? Sure. Um, there's uh, yeah well the first thing that i guess the most recent on my mind is um that first thing you it's just one you just need one good confession yes the, um <laughs> there's just so many good things happening um oh my god i'm so but no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> i just think of that joke you have about me how you say that i'm hash that i What's the hashtag what is it? how does it sound to <laughs> Teresa you? hates when i uh I t- t- tell her jokes back to her and she's like yes tell me my joke no, um, it's fine. It's just it's just it's a joke just, making fun of me for being just hashtag blessed. But I'm but that is you. Would you deny <laughs> that when you hear that? I do am, you feel that I'm misrepresenting you? Uh, no, I am somebody who tries actively to uh, look at the good side of things. But well, you know, I'm, I we am had curious. the same okay. light. Like when we talk about this joke because people may have heard it before. Um, I used to do it quite often. It was in the opening 
uh, pardon my step, but when you hear it, do you feel like, ah, Teresa's misrepresenting me, but that's just what she does? Or are you like, <laughs> that's funny because that's me. Like, how do you feel? Because I, 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 I try I like to be like, accurate about how I perceive you, obviously in a more funny way, knowing that you'll take it in good stride because you're like, you have a sense of humor. Like, I'm not, the goal is never to make fun, but um, I'm curious, like, do you hear it and think, she got me? Or are you like, that's not me? I, I don't think either of those things because I don't think the joke's really about me. It's a joke, right? So I don't take it personally. Is it about me? What do you think of someone who um, uses it, the hashtag it is West funny. and it goes is running funny. in the morning? I do go running. <laughs> what do you think of I that? I think they are good habits. <laughs> 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 anyway, on to my good confession. <laughs> okay. Um, the, uh, I'm doing a gig tomorrow. It is I, At the beginning of the year, I told myself, I kind of like set the goals for myself. Actually, we did it together. We sat down and made vision boards mine kind of ended up just being pictures of celebrities and dogs but i did write out and my you goals you work with dogs <laughs> you're volunteering i at do a dog, this dog is shelter yes you're right um but one of the things i wrote down in terms of like concrete goals i think that works better for me than vision boards but um was i wanted to kind of transition my dj uh business more into doing more branded and like corporate uh, gigs. Also, I like to keep doing the weddings and parties, but I wanted to do things that would start putting my name out there, so that then I could eventually transition mm-hmm. into my music, which is and the my end face goal. out there. Yes, this is the double benefit of having the same <laughs> face. When Teresa's out for something, my face is out there. When my face is out, anyway. So uh, uh, tomorrow I'm doing a gig. Well, I guess it's yesterday because this comes out on Friday. So on Thursday, yesterday, this will have passed. Um, but I'm doing a gig for T-Mobile, and uh, I. When they booked it, I didn't really, you know, you don't always, they don't tell you a lot of these branded things. They just tell you it's a thing for a thing. Mm -hmm. But I looked it up and then I'm like, I realized that this um, gig is cooler than I originally had thought because um, they're only doing it at like certain flagship stores across the U.S. It's Miami, Las Vegas, San Francisco, like Times Square. Hmm. Santa Monica. I, there's like maybe a couple more on there. Chicago. Ah, T-Mobile, so, the place we all think of when we think of Times Square. <laughs> so anyway, they're Can't launching this new, new York, New York. Yes, go, go make T-Mobile sure you stop by the store. T-Mobile store. They're launching a, a new thing with Google Pixel. So they're having these like special parties at certain stores, and mine is one of them, which is a Santa Monica one. So it was a cool little win, just a little win because it's kind of. I realized, oh, this was a goal. I wanted to do more branded things. And is it? Um, and I'm doing more branded. Is it open things. to public or is it like a? Corporate it's open thing? to public. So you well, oh, cool. it's it's weird because I want to be like you can come, but by the time this podcast is out, it will have happened already. But you can follow me for future things like this. Already, plug in your your socials. <laughs> you, you have s- to wait till the end. Never of, been on a podcast. You have before. to wait till the end of the podcast. I've listened to you the could, podcast before. Take <laughs> <laughs> a plug. Look, if a plug comes naturally. It comes naturally. I once went on a podcast where um, they were like, they were because they were pretty big and they were like, and one rule we know you're here to plug this thing, but don't um, we'll last you for it then. Don't plug it. And I was like, of course, I know how it works. But then the topic we were talking about, because I was promoting this thing and the topic we were talking about was really related, it like came up the origin story. Of, it was about, anyway. I can tell you guys. It was about the sh- short film I made, and we I told a story that very much tied into the short film. So then that's when I was like. Like I found myself trying to dance around and I was like, and that's why I, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And I did it. And I did feel like the host kind of like, I could feel visible, like disappointment, but I, I but then like, it's fine. But I was like, it just like felt so weird to be like, I'm here to promote this thing. And this story, like the whole thing is me talking about my experience of 
being bisexual or whatever and it and how i eventually was able to put it in my art and they're asking about how you put in your art and i was like but but did i okay i'm gonna talk about my short film <laughs> but anyways maybe they just no, had it's a, fine. Uh, if it comes up organically it's fine i i do think it's fine um that being said don't follow her um she she doesn't need more friends no i'm just kidding um I did used to tell people that when people were like asked, because we used to live, I have to say for the listeners, we live in the same city now. So we see each other a lot now, but we used to live for a long time after high school in different cities. So we didn't mm. see each other a lot. And so a lot of our friends didn't know we were twins, right? Would you say right. that's true? Yes. Even if I talked about you, it's just not something I, I bring up the first time I meet someone. Well, we didn't used to, now I feel like maybe because... I don't know Social when the change media. happened, but I started using twin. Like, I'd be like, my twin. But for the longest time, I used to say my sister. Um, because I, in my head, you know what it is, is that we grew up together. And then in high school, after high school, we separated. So that I just never thought for the need to clarify twin, because all our lives, people knew sister was my twin. But then suddenly, I realized people were, like, getting offended that when they met you, they're like, you never told me you had a twin. And I'd be like, I talk about my sister all the time. Uh-huh. Like, but you said sister, not twin. Well, so I don't say twin. I say my backup copy. Um, it's just, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're not the backup. Because uh, no, I came out first. <laughs> oh, this is true. <laughs> but it was C-section. Do the, what's the, um, what, when you, do you remember when we used to like have to sign papers um, and they, like one was like white, yellow, and one was pink mm-hmm. and the pen bled through the, the backs and then so you can have car- a carbon copy yes that's you're the yellow paper <laughs> thank you i am also a yellow person um <clears throat> okay wow sorry my throat is killing me today um why did we talk about that oh we're talking about a twin okay so people didn't know and um now they do because we live in the same place and where was i going with this Social i do feel like our adhd following, does you get saying- more it does get flared up in <sighs> Jen I yes. can't talk um I feel like us being together sometimes because our brains are both like scattered in the same way that sometimes we both short circuit at the same time do you feel that yeah I know I'm gonna I was do gonna my say. best to really stay focused I know what I was gonna say now and what I was gonna say was this I was gonna say that when we lived in different cities and people asked about you I would jokingly say but I'm, every joke is usually rooted in some reality I would jokingly say like oh you can't meet her because she's cooler than me oh but like the joke too is like because you're gonna like her more um but I do think like the, I on paper I used to feel really insecure about that right because you really? always got better grades what? you always like ran faster and you um did all these cool things like you know you like um rode a motorcycle and you like uh you, you like you just did cool things that um, you're but, like oh she like went and did that thing that's but cool. you did things like, too that I don't do well you but had like, a whole fashion show do you remember that do you remember that your first semester at NYU just decided to put on a fashion show it didn't just made decide. every I, actually I talked made about every this outfit. if you listened which I know you didn't because well, uh, you told me you didn't but um to the <laughs> solo episode <laughs> that I released on Wednesday I talk about how my relationship was Wednesday as in today as in today it came out today oh my relationship with fashion and how um i used to want to be a designer so well, listeners will know but no i'm saying that this but i'm saying you did a lot is. of cool stuff too but i think it was just the thing you know what it was is probably growing up we were all put in the same activities we all both did dance we both did choir mm-hmm. we both did whatever theater everything cheer so when we went our separate ways it's kind of like oh now it's like seeing what happens when we go separately we don't do everything the same but you're gonna look at me and be like oh that's cool she's doing that I don't want to do that, but she's I would say, like, cheer. I don't know why it felt like my thing, even though we both did it. And, you know, part of it, and I wonder. Because you did it first. 
Yeah, oh, but I introduced I it to you. Yes. I, so, oh, can I tell I'm the story? I'm the one that dragged wait, I you to the pop one. I want to tell the story because you're the one that signed up. Uh, wait, I okay, just didn't end up signing. Okay, well, I want to tell the story. Okay. So here's the story. I've dropped my podcast voice and I'm in full twin voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> full twin. Which voice. one is it? You can't I'm tell us full. Oh, I didn't even think about that. We have the same voice, so yeah. it's gonna be quite hard for you guys to. Maybe tell I should purposely do it. Who's talking? Um. So just the funny ones, me. Um. Give all the jokes to me. Um. <laughs> so this is a story you just made me think of i wasn't planning on telling it but you made me think of it i'm sure you'll remember we both wanted to be cheerleaders because we we're both very much um uh some may say victim i i say um uh uh brain no not that's not even the word what's the positive version of brainwashed um affected influence we were both influenced by um american cinema and mainstream media right so we both thought cheerleaders were very cool at a very young age because that's how the 90s were right yes okay so that was the foundation i'm just saying this to be like we weren't weirdos for like wanting to be cheerleaders but this is you being a weirdo is then once we went to the (laughs) library and you like you've told this story you rented a i feel like um, you've told this on your podcast because i remember no i haven't you rented a um book that came with a video like a vhs about (laughs) cheerleading and it was like this video that you could watch with these the cheerleader girls you did tell like, it on the episode i did with you because i remember you're we talking about how weird oh, it was that was a patreon oh, okay, so okay. if you guys did, weren't on the patreon you missed the story in the video so this is for everyone now sorry if you were on the patreon but in the video this girl like um you have to put the vhs in and then she teaches you how, That's to how vhs cheer. works right but she like te- yes well i have <laughs> some young listeners i'm very young my demo's young um I'm just kidding. I don't know how old any of you guys are. Um, But so (laughs) this girl would like teach you how to cheer. But like, that's not something you're supposed to learn on VHS. You're supposed to go out there. You have a team. You're supposed to cheer. But she'd be like, and this is the toe touch. And then she would do it. And then I just remember being so impressed because she was so flexible. And she like did this thing where she like put her head between (laughs) her legs in a hamstring. And I was like, whoa. And I remember like being like, whoa. I want to do that. That's cool. Anyways, so you brought this video home, and then and then that's what started this whole cheer craze. Yes. Do you remember that? I do remember <laughs> this. Yeah, because I remember. I, well, I think it was because uh, uh, Julie Tran, she was a cheerleader, and then I wanted to be cool like her. So then I brought you to – well, she told me about Pop Warner. I brought you to the meeting, but then I don't remember why I decided I didn't want to do it, but then you fell in love with I it, think so you, you joined. I piano, that's why. So you didn't quit piano, and I needed you, an activity. Oh, right. Well, I, the only reason you went was because I – you didn't know about it. I took you because I wanted us both to do it. And then I decided not to do it. So you ended up doing it. But then you really loved it. I, I did love it. I, and um, then we both did it in high school. And then I always kind of felt like like cheer was a thing I was really good at. Um, so then I liked it. And that's if you're good at something, then you like it. Okay. So that's that's my mini story. But Jen, we've come to the part of the podcast, which okay. you know very well, <clears throat> where I'd like to ask you, is there anything you'd like to tell me? Sure. Well, I had a hard time thinking about things because you know a lot about me. So I kind of gave you a couple of choices and this is the one you I sort love of when s- you pull back the curtain, even though I said, don't do that. <laughs> oh, uh, you didn't? No, no, it's fine. I, you're well, supposed to just go into, I'm, but like, you're not the first person that's done this, but I always tell the guests, there's going to be a moment when I say, is there anything you want to <laughs> tell me? And that's your cue to tell me. And then they're always like, is this the part where I tell you? And I'm like, <laughs> well, to be yes, fair, you did is. not tell me that. Uh, but I have listened to a lot of your podcasts, so I did know that. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm just dancing around because it's a kind of an embarrassing. All right, um, let's do this again. Jen, yes. is there anything you would like to tell me? Well, sure. Um, my confession is that when I was younger, 
I thought I could control my period. Like I thought I could make, like I decide when it could start and stop. Hmm. And to explain this, it would be like, well, you know, when you're like in middle school, actually lies because I got my period in eighth grade. So mostly high school. Um, when do, did you get yours before me or did I? You got no, yours got first because you had a summer of period grade. party. I didn't camp. have a period party. My friends at summer camp you had threw a cake. me a period party because I was so sad. And was it a red, ca- red velvet cake? No. <laughs> they got a cake from Safeway and it, and, and it was a period cake. Yes. A period cake. That. Was it round? I don't and, actually and think red. I was that upset. I think it's just one of those things where um, the kids who had gotten it or knew what the significance of it. I thought it was it, like to celebrate like your womanhood. I think so. But I think it was the people who knew the significance of having a period um, wanted to make me feel better because you don't know some people do cry when they get it because you feel like something's lost like if you're like carrie who nobody told you that happens i didn't watch that i don't watch i didn't watch movies. it either. i just um, i read the beginning of the book no it's like when some people cry because she does she gets when, her period and she doesn't know about periods well when things change right it's sad right sometimes for people everyone reacts differently or some people get scared or they're like what does this mean you mm. just feel something's different right it's or you get excited but also, you get cramps, so that part hurts. But anyway, so my friends were, um, I think she was trying to show solidarity. And also at summer camp, and if everyone gets behind, I think it's fun. We all get cake. So they bought me a cake. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so I remember <laughs> you got it first. But um, uh, so wait, what was I saying? Oh, oh yeah, so you I, got yours in eighth grade. Yeah, to, to, to elaborate, the reason I thought I could. Did you will it into existence? No, I didn't. I, I wasn't really keen on, I, I mean, well, I guess I wanted boobs. And I thought after you get your period, you get boobs, which never happened. But well, sometimes it happens. <laughs> it didn't happen. It's weird to get I'm it before waiting. you get your period. But. Um, the, but what I thought was like, if you know you had a vacation, you're going somewhere and it was inconvenient. I, I would always be like, okay, let me plan. So I get it first. And then that I finish it by the time we go. Or if it can't, like depending on the weeks. Mm-hmm. or I would wait till after to get it. I thought I could, like, control that with my mind. When did this first happen? Because was it from the very beginning you were just like, oh, I have my period, but I know in the back of my head I can control it? Or was there a moment where you're like, I can control it because something happened? <laughs> I think so, but I can't remember details. It was so long ago, but I do remember, I think maybe after a couple times of me, like, willing it not to come and it didn't come, then I was like, oh oh but you know what there was one it's a little darker i guess but i guess we might as well go there um uh later on in high school i mean you know this Uh because the junior year oh when you stopped eating i stopped getting my period but it was because i because i don't want to say anorexia but low-key anorexia but it wasn't like to the point where i was hospitalized but Yes, I had an eating disorder. I, I remember this because I remember that you kept trying to tell mom and then she kept just well, being she like... She was gaslighting me. Well, she really she was did. Like, oh, she, maybe oh, yes. What did she say? You literally would be like, my hair's falling out and I don't have my period and I'm allergic to everything. And then um, we mom did go would to the just doctor. be like... No, she took she you to got the doctor mad at me for and the doctor was like, maybe we give her some estrogen. And she was like, no, you don't need that. You'll grow out of it. And I was like, something's wrong with Jen. Well, the main <laughs> thing... Okay, let me, let me rewind here to why I brought this up is the period thing. Because I, I did stop getting my period and then it just stopped for a year and a half. Wait, give me the timeline. So you got your period in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then when did you first start controlling it with your mind? Or you thought, <laughs> you, thought you could? I mean, I, you know what? I, it's hazy. I don't remember exactly. Vaguely, do you, can you connect it to like, was it the same year? Two years later? When did you first wait, start Wait, how did I get like- it in eighth? There's no way. Wait. We went to Hawaii in seventh grade, and I had my period no, in Hawaii. No, we went in eighth grade. Oh, okay. Then it, that made sense. Um, 
It had to be after Hawaii because Hawaii. So you were like, we're going to Hawaii. I don't want to get bitten to Hawaii, by a shark. And I, I need to make sure I'm not bleeding out of I any did have a period. If you remember, we went with choir. It was such a fun time, but the whole time was sullied uh, figuratively and literally um, by my period because uh, as like I had just gotten it, right? Probably. So you can't go swimming. Probably a couple of months. Well, yeah. You, so I had just gotten it a couple of months probably, right? Because eighth grade and um, we... Like, mom was one of those kind of like, don't use tampons. Like, sure. I don't remember why she, she didn't believe, she didn't believe it would like do anything to you, but for some reason she just didn't want us to use. She didn't want us to use tampons because, because she's Asian. Like, people in Taiwan did not use them. Because I can tell you exactly what it is. It's it's the idea of something going into your vagina. Totally, (laughs) it is. And and that's not an uncommon belief for some more conservative parents. Um, It is an outdated belief. Like, the virginity is not something you can. It doesn't exist. It truly doesn't. Virgin, like it's been disproven. It's an idea used to like keep women in line. But the idea of virginity, there is a physical component, and that component is things going into your vagina. No, but if it, even if it's just that, the 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 hymen does not yes, get broken. But it's still in, yeah, yes and no. Like you can th- put a tampon on without breaking your hymen, but it is still in your vagina. It is. It's okay, anyway, okay. So it's getting uncomfortable. It's still in there, which means I could see a conservative mom being like. I don't want them touching their own like hoo ha because like who knows what who else is touching right, that? So. It's better if that's just a no no zone, right? That's what they that's what they say. <laughs> this is the thing. Ew, I don't so think gross. this. Um, let me. It's not uh, yes, gross. I know, it's I the know. body. No no zone. It is gross. That <laughs> imagine if someone came up to you and was like, "That's a no no zone." You know what? I will say it's even grosser thinking about full adult parents controlling their kids' genitals instead of just being like, "Here's how your body works. Have fun and be safe." Like that's much. Well, the I think you have to. It's way more creepy to be like nothing goes up there honey and you're like oh my god well, like, no i think parents should have some kind of like guidelines i think they should don't teach you know. to be be safe i think they, they should learn. teach you more information has never hurt anyone right okay so anyway back to the thing so yeah so tampons were not an option so then um you, you know the giant pads this was pre-diva can't cups go in i think diva cups existed but if you can't wear tampons you can't for sure can't do a diva cup also pre um pre thinks pre any type of underwear that might have made this easier i whatever thinks also the same the idea like if you go like okay you, you can't go in a body of water with pad because it's just not <laughs> nice to everyone around you because you might be fine but then but also it's the ocean so there's a lot of grosser things that go in the ocean yeah, the sharks in the ocean yeah but but so i thought i couldn't swim in hawaii like i wasn't gonna be able to go in the water this whole time we were there and it was so nice and everyone went swimming i think i did end up going finally like the last day because I kept being like, I can't swim, I can't swim. And then, you know, when you're a kid, you're embarrassed about your period. So then um, people were like, why can't you swim? You don't know how to swim? And then and then uh-uh. I was like, I just can't. And then some like old man or some like local person was just <laughs> like, just come in the water. So I think I did end up going in the water, but I probably didn't go in all the way. That might have been towards the last, like towards the end when I wasn't, um, you know, let's, Bleeding not, heavily. let's not be all <laughs> super graphic, but... <laughs> I think it was fine by then, but I think I still was. Anyway, after that, I think then I was like, I need to be able to control. Okay, so that was because so that was before you tried to control it. I think so. Okay, it had to be because that was early on. Okay, so I know you don't remember exactly when you first started controlling it, but can you remember a specific time? The first time you remember that, like a specific time where you're like, it worked. Anything that you wanted? Was it a dance competition? Was it like a trip or what? I, yeah, I don't think I ever had it when we had competitions. How, how would we have with your mind trying to control it? I, 
Probably. Because now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't think that would have worked. Like, okay, we used to both do dance competitions and you have to either wear no panties or you have to wear a thong. Like, they told you not to, but I think all the girls did it because no one wanted to. We I thought, competed on an period before. We thought it was dorky to wear no panties. It's funny because that's, that's so funny. Thinking, like, as kids, we're just like, that's dorky. We want to wear thongs. But now, <laughs> it's like, as an adult, you're like, um anyway um but do you but it wasn't like that it happened to not land it that it was actually like late or irregular because, yeah because of your mind control yes okay i'm starting to see a pattern here i'm I, I i'm gonna ask more questions and then i'll see if you draw your own conclusion okay but, okay so okay go on so what happened after that uh oh oh so what, what I, i'm gonna circle back to the in high school because also i remember when i stopped and then as it went on and i really wanted to get it back because i might ha well i at first i think i might have thought i stopped it on purpose because i i do remember specifically even though i don't remember specifically when i started thinking i could control it i remember that when it did stop for a long time that i started thinking oh maybe i just played with it too much stopped it too much yeah i like kept trying to stop it and start it with my mind and now now it's just broken and it stopped working mm. And, and then, what were these feelings when you say, may, were, you, were you neutral or did you feel guilty or ashamed? I felt a little guilty. And then finally, after a while, I've kind of made the connection. Like, probably it's because I'm not eating. But you know what happens when you have an eating disorder? You can't just will yourself right away to start eating. Because I remember feeling like, okay, now I want to... How old were you around the junior year. Okay, so that's sort of like three years have gone by. Yeah, and then I remember feeling like, okay, I really want to be normal, but I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop not eating, if that makes sense. Like, it was just, it's a, people, you know, people understand it's what it is. Addiction. It's an I'm sorry you went through that, because, you know, to be honest, I didn't really know how serious it was at the time. I, I, the way you're saying now, I'm like, I remember you going to the doctor. I remember you're ha losing hair, but I also remember, you know, I was in my own world dealing with my own stuff, too. And I think we both um, had similar triggers and with different we outcomes. We were coping in different ways. I think we both yeah. coped in different ways, yes. Um, but, the, okay, do you want to hear my theory? Wait, I want to hear what Oh, yeah, well, I want to... Yeah, I'll try to wrap it up. Like I no, said, no, I, I, I tend to ramble, but but basically <laughs> what happened was... Well, I, long and short of it, I did get better, but the way I really got better was um, dance. Dance really saved my life because going to dance class, there were a couple of times where I got so dizzy, I had to sit out like the, mm -hmm. across the floors. And then I was like, shit, like, I can't even dance. And this thing I love. And then also there was a moment I remember we were doing the sit-ups where you lie on the ground and you have your feet go up and down, uh -huh. whatever they're called. Um, and like I lifts. looked at my hips and they were protruding and i freaked out and i was like that's crazy that looks not like my body and like i look like i'm dying so after that i was like i need to get better and then um then i don't remember you being that skinny uh, well it it wasn't like but that's why i'm saying it was like we were already skinny so uh, it was, yeah, a, we it was not skinny, a huge jump it was probably like 10 pounds less but um then i went to taiwan and i did the teaching trip uh and i remember that summer specifically it's weird thinking now because if I was a therapist, I'd be like, hmm, she was getting her confidence. She went, mm -hmm. she went to Taiwan. She started teaching and she was starting to come into her own. But or I went. Or she was away, away from some triggers. Uh, okay, yes. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to let you say your theory, but let me say. So when I was in Taiwan, I remember specifically thinking because that trip, it was a volunteer trip and they fed us and it was really nice. We had everything all included. Like we didn't have to spend too much. Um, no, no, I think. I don't know if we paid up front or whatever, but the point is we had food they gave us every day. Um, and so I remember thinking, I'm going to be good and eat this food because it's provided. It's be a way, you know, it was just there. I didn't have to buy it or anything. And then I Did remember. Did you always feel like you had to be good? Like, was there, 
who was telling you what was the good thing or the right thing? Yeah, I know what you're trying to get at, but I want to finish no, this thought before I get to... I'm dissect. Oh, I don't this know. Yes, you're I'm, right. I'm, you have plenty of time, by the way. I feel you're, you're oh. rushing through this story and that's fine. The whole, This is an interview with you and so you have plenty of time. I just like to ask about things that I hear that are interesting. So don't feel like you have to rush through it. Mm-hmm. But something you said did interest me. You, say, yes. you said um, you felt like you had to be good. Yeah, I mean, you... I mean, I like guess I should say, I should good, say more right for thing to do, the yes. readers, the listeners, because I think I keep feeling like, you know this, but then I'm like, oh, duh, because you grew up with me. But yeah, I mean, I did feel like I always had to fit into. Yes, that's how I but felt all my it life. That what had you to be wanted good. to do, but there was some force out there being like, this is the good thing. And if you are step out of line. Oh, oh to happen. eat. Uh, like there's a no, lot. Of, I think there's what, a lot of you right now. I'm hearing like adhering to these like invisible rules. Like yes. who's setting these rules? uh mom no yeah maybe mom <laughs> i think a lot okay, of it elaborate. a lot of it was when we were growing up i think a lot of it was mom so you just felt like there was this kind of invisible hand ready to slap down if yes. you did, went out of line okay. i literally went through i some, can relate to that yes literally went through some poetry yesterday i don't know why don't ask me why i sometimes just look through my old files because you're about to turn 30 that's uh, what you do yeah maybe I think I was looking for something, but I'm, but anyway, whatever. I, somehow I found You're like this, I was looking for a genius, and I'm like, it's not somehow that good. I found this old, um, old free rides from like 2003, which I would have been eighth, eighth grade. grade. Yeah, and there was one, and it was like like bother, and it was like talk about this fly, <laughs> like persistent bother, and like I was like uh-huh. the nagging voice, and like my <laughs> eyes are caking from crying with makeup. It's not good poetry, but uh actually it's not bad actually when you read it. I was like, this could be like an Emily Dickinson poem published in something. Um I feel like <laughs> I was better at poetry in eighth grade than I am now. Um you know why I think teenagers who not all, but the ones who are good at poetry are better when they're younger. We don't filter ourselves when we're young. Well, that because your brain is literally developing, right? Yeah. So, like, poetry is, like, a little abstract. It's the raw feeling, but through, like, words that don't necessarily go together. Uh-huh. And your brain literally ha- doesn't know how to actually put words together. Yes, and you're in school, so you're constantly being educated and reading other poetry. I don't really, unless you take the time now to read, like, you kind of dumb down your vocabulary. But my vocabulary was much better back then. I was reading these poems and they have way better vocabulary. But yeah, but definitely there's that feeling. It was just like that you can't run away. And some of the other poems were like about that. Like they're kind of like being, trying to run away or like trying to feeling mm-hmm. like you're stuck under the thumb, kind of that feeling. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, I want, I, okay, I remember this now. Okay, so it's okay. I know you don't, you, you don't like to get so personal about family stuff, especially since I do it in jokes form usually and that feels like it, uh, it softens the blow a little. So um i don't mean to push you towards saying anything i'm just interested because like that's what i thought you were gonna say but i don't know because this idea like sometimes you're hard on yourself too because you have this expectation of what your life is supposed to be and so you're like i want to be good but i don't feel like that's what i want to do so that that's kind of what i was getting at too because sometimes i feel like that's the thing i should do and i know it i don't feel like i want it yet but i'm gonna do it because i know it's the thing i want to want to do does that make sense yeah yeah maybe i mean yeah so much to unpack because a lot of it is just the way you brought up but a lot of it is just society like we're just expected to fall into the line right um so you ate all this food oh yeah so going back to that i remember a distinct moment i remember I was staring at fish on the table um and then he was like don't eat me <laughs> like, my mama, friends mama. are all dead no i remember thinking i, I have to eat it <laughs> because i'm thinking this will give me the protein to help me start my period again and i was like i want to I want to dance better. Like, How long did you stop your period for? A year and a half. But I remember thinking that... Um, well, so see, we went past the thing I was going to say, my theory. Because oh yeah. it was about oh your yeah. period. 
Yes, I'm going a, circling back to the period okay, thing. So fine. what I'm saying is that when I remember thinking, this in is a, probably nauseating for listeners. I know that we like really period, go. Period, period. No, it's not that. I mean, the way we talk, we like circle around so much. I'm trying to keep us a little okay. more linear. I'm wrapping this. I'm gonna. You don't s- have to wrap it. We just have to go linear. I saw. Okay, it could go long but linear. Yes. The reason I brought this up was because you asked me when I thought I could control it, and when I remember thinking, I gotta eat this food. I gotta get better, and I gotta get my period back. After I came back from Taiwan, like a month later, or ma- maybe it was it was even in Taiwan. I can't remember, but I remember distinctly feeling like I willed it to come back because mm. I had a moment when I was like staring at the fish on the little <laughs> circle or what the it's called, the lazy seasons. Like, um, I bled for you, I remember so it- you must bleed for me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, just that was the moment I was like, I'm gonna get it back. It's coming back, and it came back. So I was like, shit, I have the power. And then, okay, so this is my theory. And I, I'm really glad that you got through that and that that fish helped you get through that. I um, My theory is because we were talking about having an eating disorder and needing to like a lot of times people who have eating disorders um, want to have some sort of control in their life, right? Especially mm-hmm. when you talk about using that to cope. It's not true for everyone. Everyone has a different reason, you know, but specifically in your case, you were kind of coping with maybe not having control over mm. how you felt or how your life was going or, you know, things like that. And this was a thing you could control. And you're talking mm. about your period and wanting mm. to control it. Yes, I am a control freak. Could, no, Surprise. It's not, how are you turning this into a negative? No, I, I am one. It's not a bad thing. I'm I saying like that there's a connection here between you wanting to maybe feel like something in your world is, um, that you are connected to some part of your world that is not just chaos. You're not just free falling, right? Yes. So what better way than be like, I can control my own body. Both of these things, right? I can control my period mm-hmm. when it comes. That's literally your body, your lifeblood. And the other one is I can control how skinny I am. That's your appearance and how you appear, right? Well, a lot of the eating what didn't really have to do with being skinny. It was just not, not controlling your intake. It's because of something people can't. I think that's where it came from. It would be like mom would be like, finish your food. and be like, what are you going to do? You can't control this aspect of my life. Everything else you control. But what are you going to do if I just don't? Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Um, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm say- saying like you feel like you can, you have no control of your world, right? Because you don't know what's right or wrong. Like you do something and then all of a sudden you get yelled at for it or you try, you try to figure out the rules, right? That mm-hmm. These like invisible rules that don't seem to make sense to you because they're so chaotic. And that's what it was like. You know, it's, uh, you know of course we love mom I, in case she might be listening and we love her. But, you know, sometimes it's hard when you're living in a volatile environment that's unpredictable. Um, you can't get a handle on it, especially when you're a developing teenager. So instead you're like, if I don't know, if A doesn't equal B, sometimes it equals C, sometimes it equals D. Mm-hmm. What do I do, right? To to keep saying. So then you're trying to like exert some control and understand some like rule, some consistent rule. And the consistent rule for you is like, if I don't eat, I get skinnier. It's not that you want to be skinny. It's just like, I know. Yeah. I, I see yes. a direct correlation to my actions and and uh, what happens after that? Like, if I do something, I'm going to have a consequence. So then you just keep doing it mm-hmm. and keep doing it until you're addicted to feeling like you have this control mm. to the point where you're even like, I don't want to be skinny, but I, gosh, I have this control now. I got to keep doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you're right. I think I have that a little bit where I like to see cause and effect. That's why, like, I like the gym. 
um because i like to be like i'm mm -hmm. gonna do this arm workout for x amount of weeks and i'm gonna see again on this arm i like to be like and i can map this to my like specific things right and it's cool to be like i can map a thing and have it happen like it's like a little mm -hmm. bit of like yeah because life can be so chaotic so i like things like dance or gym, the gym or singing i like singing a lot because i can be like i'm gonna do these vocal exercises and i'm gonna listen to these artists whitney whatever people i know are good mm -hmm. and study and then be like i went from a to b and not because i was born with any talent but just i like feeling like i can have control over like but that steps. is a talent the talent to work hard and persevere is a talent that's a skill because not everyone has that will in them that's that's true but yeah, but no, but in terms of, con I do think I have a little bit of a, a control issue. That well, what you're describing as an adult feels a little healthier, right? Because you're aware of it. You're putting it into positive, right? right. Yes. Anything can, like you put input into someone, it can come out in different ways, right? You, you know, you, like, that's what you often see. Like if someone who's been abused, they can become an abuser or they can grow up to be, like actually help abuse. Like the abuse itself is bad, but, and it's not nobody's fault how they react, but you do see there's different choices we make in our lives. And as adults, we are held accountable. And as an adult, you, like, you know, you have this addiction sort of, or you had this tendency to like control and you're like, how can I put this into a positive spin? I'll go to the gym. Yeah. So that's nice. Um, yeah, I don't think, uh, I, I think a lot, I've talked, I, I mean, I, I never, for, for me, the eating was never the way that I exerted control, but I think that's a very relatable thing. I think a lot of people have that where they feel like you be, be, you become, you come to a point where you can't stop even when you want to. Yeah, it was hard for a long time. I, I, I mean, I, even through the first year or two of college, I think that I was still kind of like coming away from it. So I had to be really careful not to, like, I don't do diets or anything like, oh, I, I think there was in college, I did have one moment where. I would just, like the master cleanse or something. But then after that, I realized that like, I, I think I had to completely move away from that mentality of like wanting to control. And now I can be healthy about my diet. And I, I'm aware that like, if I fast or, do, you know, for religious days, mm -hmm. or if I, if I um, try to do meal prep, it now it is objective and I don't connect it with the control anymore. But for the longest time, even fasting like Ash Wednesday or, um, um, for Lent I like turned it into an excuse to have control so I would like I remember one year I think it was junior year it was the year that I had issues with eating but for Lent and I wasn't even Catholic then I think I just took it as an excuse to fast so I, I gave up a bunch of things I can't even remember but I remember just feeling like mm -hmm. how many things can I give up so I like basically I wasn't eating well anyway but I was like I'm just gonna give up all these other things like you know sugar but whatever i forget mm -hmm. exactly what i gave up but then after lent ended i was like i'm gonna keep going huh i just kept going at first the reason was dad's uh lawsuit it was supposed to be like on may 5th or something that he's supposed to get a decision so i was like i'm just gonna keep going till then and then it got dragged well, out well i feel like if you're gonna say lawsuit we should clarify um it's that uh, dad had a company and 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 he got screwed over and so we were fighting to yeah, to yeah. get it rectified because i think if you throw out that word it yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah 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 to so, and it, yes, it yes. did end up eventually got resolved, yes got getting resolved but i remember it got delayed and i was like oh i'm just gonna keep fasting and then eventually i think i just kept doing it because i like couldn't stop doing it. did you ever feel when you were doing this not only was it trying to control but did you ever feel like you were like trying to punish yourself like, cause did, cause did you feel bad when you were doing it? And then you, did you feel good that you felt bad? I don't know, but a lot of it was, 
No, I think it was more for me, like being like, oh, if I could do this, maybe dad will win the case. Mm. Or if I could do this. Mind control. Yeah, the same with the trying to control my period. It's like a lot of times I felt like I could bargain with God a little bit in that way. If I just get my period, dad will win. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I relate to that. Actually, now that I'm saying this, I kind of forgot about this, but I briefly maybe had a bit of that, but it never really went down this hole. And I think, again, we do have a privilege of our body type just doesn't put on weight very easily. Um, but I, uh, I, I would binge sometimes. I never got full blown like <clears throat> overeating, but if I was sad, I, I do have this memory of just like, I would In always- high school? Yeah, middle school, high school. If I was sad, I would like, overeat i think one time i ate like eight bowls of rice but we were growing so then i was like just chalked it up that's the thing mom used to always say like you're yeah, growing just chalked it up to like wow i metabolized that really quickly and you know what i did but that wasn't why i did it i wasn't hungry it was like this feeling i would try to like if i was sad eat until it hurt you know it's like it's like the food is you know throughout the foods in your stomach the food's everywhere Aww. and then you're just like I'm, 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 and then you're like it's that feeling of like Feeling yeah, full. I think that's like bulimia. When well, did you try to throw up too? No, and it was never about so binge eating. That is also a disorder. Yes, binge eating. Yes, so, so I'm saying I went the other way. I went the way where uh, I felt really empty and I was trying to like fill myself mm. up with things. Mm. And uh, as an adult, it went towards. I mean, I've talked about this on the pod, and you know, but it, you know, into substances and that sort of thing. Mm. So I think we went in separate directions in that regards. But mm. it's just two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I think we did. And I like in tendency because I'm thinking about too in high school, the other like socially too, I think I withdrew the more pressure that came down from like in the home or whatever, like made me just withdraw more. So I didn't go out much. And I remember distinctly sometimes you'd be like, are you coming? Well, you also were invited to more things, but I think I made a point to kind of withdraw. I remember because by senior year, like at first when we first moved, we changed. But I think that's a narrative you tell yourself because one of my first memories of like a thing that one only one of us was invited to was like, I think in like fifth grade, it was very young, maybe six. We're very young. I think maybe elementary school to this. uh, I don't, I guess I can use her real name. Tiffany Fang had a birthday party and only invited you. I didn't know her at all, but this was like one of the first times only one of us was invited to a birthday party because when you're very young, everybody in the class gets invited. And especially both of us get invited. And you went and I didn't go. I was invited. But at one point, I think I went by to drop something off or something. I don't remember why. But there was a reason. I don't remember. Maybe mom sent me. I can't remember. But when I went over, I remember ringing the bell and feeling really FOMO. Like, Aww. how come they don't just invite me in? And they didn't. I thought maybe they'll just invite me in. But they didn't because it's her birthday. She doesn't know me. Wow. I didn't realize that. You, so that moment, I remember being the first time that happened. But then you're right. In high school, more times. But then in high school, you make your own friends. And then it's well, not the, a Well, the thing. Tiffany thing is interesting because I didn't think about that. But I think just because she was in my class, she didn't know you. But now I'm thinking of that's more on the parents because kids don't know. They're not going to invite someone they don't know. But the parents <laughs> should maybe think, oh, that girl has a twin. Maybe we should invite her twin. Maybe she didn't even know I had a twin. I, I'm sure she knew because... Well, and she may have also played a little mean girly at that t- age and time. I don't think I so. think she. There were only like six people. There. It wasn't like a big party. It was a sleepover. No, because I remember her being like kind of a cool girl. And so I do think there was like something with like yeah, yeah, that, maybe. me feeling like you were in a cool crowd. I, like if she was like a complete nerd, like, no, I'm just kidding. I, no, I was I a nerd. jealous. Do you no, I'm remember just kidding. me? I was a nerd. I literally had someone well, put a cool. kick me on my doofus cool. sign on my back. She was definitely cool. And that was the feeling I had was that like, you got to go to a cool thing. And I didn't. I think I didn't realize that. And you know what? That uh, Now I'm thinking, I don't even, if, did mom, if mom made you go, I feel like that might've been her way of being like, let's try to 
make her feel part of it but i feel like in a twisted way that almost makes it worse because i don't remember forces you to go. if she did make me go but i definitely remember being at the door like i have this memory i even it's so hazy because memories are like that but i remember the feeling and i remember being at the door and i remember like some sort of ivy or plant or green so i was at the Ooh. door and and uh and i don't remember why i went by or was it to pick you up or draw mm. i don't know but there was some time at some point i stopped by huh. i don't remember but well I well I do remember like in high school when we first moved um and then I remember Crystal invited yeah, us but yeah, she yeah, invited she both of us cuz she knew I was a twin. Mm-hmm. She met okay so there was a junior and we were sophomores we moved to a new school and then she I guess every I didn't know this at the time but I guess her parties were like well known in mm-hmm. the school cuz she was like the head cheerleader and um she was like dating the head what was he russell quarterback i don't know he was on don't, the football, our team, football team was so bad <laughs> but she uh, invited cool me because team. she saw that i was new and i didn't know anyone and she was super nice she's also asian which doesn't really mean anything but i think at the time there's a little bit of solidarity because you know when you're in new school sometimes people are clicky and kind of race mm-hmm. divided but she was very like she knew a lot of people in all different groups so she was like you should come to this party you'll meet a lot of new people and I didn't think anything of it at the time. So And she's like, bring your sister, too. She's mm-hmm. super nice because she was like, you know, you have a sister. You guys are both new. Uh, but then I remember your friends that you met, um, like Julie and them, and they're like, you got invited to Crystal's party. And they were like being really mean about it. And it made me kind of feel like, <laughs> oh. oh. But I have to say, because I do think Cause um, then they some were people jealous, from high school they didn't do get... still follow uh, me. And I do have to say that they were just these are just high school students and we no, of all course. have grown but very much yeah nothing against i know them. You can, it's so easy to fall back into memory high schools yeah, yeah. you know what i mean where you're just like that bitch but you're like no, everybody has since changed and we of all course. have relationships yes with other people i just mean <laughs> that at the time i remember feeling sure, like yeah like oh there's a new friend i made and she's inviting me how nice and then i remember suddenly feeling like oh there's politics involved and feeling bad because i'm like oh not everyone was invited and I guess we're one of the only sophomores that were, and then I mean, then I think after that I stopped really wanting to go to parties because I was, I I didn't want to be involved in that. So I sort That's of that's interesting. You went that way, but I went the other way where I was like, I must be to go to more. Well, parties. I remember that because then you start going out a lot, and then <laughs> I, I don't go out a lot. Well, you would go to parties, and then I sometimes I went I, out like three more times. Sometimes or I would go <laughs> with you, uh, but I didn't. Al- I also didn't drink, so it kind of made parties not as inviting for me anyway because it's just you're just around a lot of really drunk people like high school drunk is not like college are even, it's like throwing up and passing out drunk that's true but even for like i didn't drink a lot in high school i drank um, i'll say this because i remember, don't remember i'll say because i remember counting one year to be like how many times i drank this year and it's literally four i remember you, counting and being proud of drinking four times what you're talking about is like, you might have not drunk a lot but every time you drank you were passed out drunk because i had no, to drive you home so you're saying when i like i would binge drink for sure but i'm just saying this like relative th- memory is so interesting because i remember i had friends who drank a lot like every weekend they partied a lot and i had friends who went to the frat houses and the fr- friends who went well, to you the might park. be thinking like later like senior year no i'm because thinking like when i was a every sophomore weekend a in for a young bio or whatever and the football boys would talk about how they're going to go to the park and drink and they do this and they pregame and i um and they were drinking and they were you know boys so they can drink more but i remember wanting to hang around there but like mom was pretty strict like we didn't really get to go out that much i i we didn't like get to stay out very late so like i remember one year it probably was sophomore year yeah because we went to prom sophomore sophomore year where i literally was like i drank four times this year and i was proud of it i was like need to get that number up because it was cool at the time you know to like be at a party and if there was a party and there's alcohol i would drink so 
literally I went to four parties. Yeah, but oh, the reason I brought <laughs> this up. Which is not a lot. And that's a really nerdy thing to be proud of. The reason of. I brought this up now, I realized because you said the thing about how we went different directions. Because I remember thinking like, oh, every time I go to a party and there's alcohol and I don't drink, that's a win because I didn't drink. Or like if we, so I feel like I kind of put it upon, or every time there's a party and I'm invited and I don't go, it's a win. <laughs> so I really, I think I went the opposite way of you in trying to cope and find control in my life. I would just be like, what if I don't go? And senior year, like I didn't go to prom, junior or senior, nobody asked me either. So whatever. But I also didn't uh, want to go on my own. Like, we you know, talked about this on the pod. You guys know the story. Um, yeah, I think that traumatized, after getting asked by uh, your guy, nothing wrong well, about him, but he meant to ask you. Sure. So. What I will say is that I think extremes are bad. Okay. So hot take there. But the other thing is, um, I, don't, I think it's beyond like me binging and you withholding. I think I also sabotage. And both of these are sabotage. I think they're both sabotage. Yeah, we're both self-sabotaging. You sabotage by making yourself suffer and feel like you're a martyr and blah, 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 and like punish yourself in that way. I sabotage by like breaking, um, like if I, for example, said something like I'm not going to drink and I made a promise, I would like immediately find a way to break that. Even if I didn't necessarily want to, you know what I mean? Like, so my side is like cutting, like that sort of thing I would do, like where it's like, a, it's like a literal like release of like, Oh, you want me to have a control? Well, how about I fucking throw it out the window and burn this shit down? Like, but you were like, so weird. We how about I button up the window and never come out? Like, yes. <laughs> I remember distinctly there was one, I don't remember what party, but there was just one night you were going to, you went out and then, I don't think I was necessarily invited, but maybe I was invited as your sister. I don't know. But you're like, are you coming? And then it's like, no. And then I was like, I got to study. And then I remember, I don't, there's, I don't know why I told this story. There's no story. You went out and then you came back and I remember feeling, ha, I didn't go but I just yeah you were even freshman year of college you didn't drink I I didn't drink and I I, I think it did carry on a little into college because I would go out sometimes because college was fun and sometimes I still want to go but there'd be nice where I'd be like I want to study and my friends would ask me to go or like my friends you know sometimes your friends try to get you to go by being like one of my friends she was like well will you walk me to the frat bar you know frat house uh. because I don't want to go myself so I was like okay but I took it really literally also I'm very not good at reading hints I just took it literally so I just walk with her i don't know why i did this i was wearing my pajama boxer shorts (laughs) but i think i did it to be like you know in college everyone walks around in the dorms like sure sure half naked but i did it because i remember thinking this way i won't stay out because i'm in my pajamas so i walked to the frat houses also at ucla the frats are like right next to the dorms so it's not a a huge walk but i walked in there and then she then she was like just stay because obviously that was her plan and then mm. obviously everyone you run into is like, hey, what's up? Oh, just stay. And then I was like, no, I can't. I'm in my pajamas. Like, I can't. And they're just like, whatever, just stay. Uh, but I remember <laughs> thinking like, and then I got past the crowd and went back and I was like, yes, I made it. I didn't go out. But I would do that still through college a little. It got better as I kind of was free from. Yeah, we really were opposite because my freshman year experience was literally like, okay, I'm going to do this paper. Um get text from club promoter yo what's up it's me you know adam glove you go get on my list get there before 10 30 p.m girls work for free and you're like uh i could work for another hour and go or i could just fucking leave right now yeah let's fucking party and like literally <laughs> like w- many times would just be like fuck this shit and like walk out the door being like i'm screwing over t- but i'm not gonna my screw myself over but i'm not gonna think about it till tomorrow morning because i'm just gonna fucking party and but it was fine because i was smart and i would always come back and finish it but but i that was my mentality was literally like 
should I be good or should I fucking just like make the decision now to ruin it so there's nothing I can do about it? Yeah, the, both things we talk about in psychology, right? Why you self-sabotage because you don't <laughs> want to... The, the, like a thing that we do like before the a big final or something and like purposely going out because you don't want to feel like if you did your best and you still fail, then you feel like, oh, I did my best. And in your case, you didn't want to feel like you could just relax and maybe go and have fun because what if you didn't have fun and you got social anxiety? So it's much better to be like, I'm better than these people who want to try to have fun. Yeah, probably. There's <laughs> a li- well, yeah, I think there's a lot of social anxiety. There was definitely a lot of me just being like, I don't really feel like I fit in. So I'm going to try and separate myself even more. Even though there were... So you didn't drink till you were 21, really? No, well, so I... Okay, so when I went to Taiwan, though... Well, I quit 20, drinking four times before I turned 21, so... <laughs> it's not that I didn't... Yeah, I very barely drank. I didn't like to get drunk, so I would sometimes have a drink to sip. But I also... Yeah, it's weird. I like being known for being sober. Like, I would go out, and the people would be like, offer me a drink, and then I always have a friend to be like, Jen doesn't need a drink. She's... She, like, and then I'd start dancing, because we used to love to dance, remember? So then people yeah. would be like, oh, well, we got crazy on the dance floor, so then... yeah. People, they always have a friend who'd be like, no, you'll see. She doesn't need to drink. Because people used to feel like they had to drink. Well, because a lot of people had social anxiety in in college and they needed that to make new friends. To that, I'll say, again, neither you or I, I think, are very noble because I think at the end of the day... They were both coping mechanisms. I think at the end of the day... Well, I was going to say something meaner, which is at the end of the day, we both (laughs) just want attention and to be known for something. And so... Yes. On one hand, you wanted to be the girl who didn't drink and was a party girl still. And on the other hand, I want to be like so wild that she's like fucking blacked out in the corner doing that. God knows what. <laughs> and so but not, neither of us were just like, how about I go out with my friends and just like have, have an OK time, time <laughs> and like get sort of drunk and then go home and have a fine night. And some people won't remember who I am and I won't meet everyone and it'll be fine. Like neither of us wanted that. Is, but that's yes. what most of your nights should be like most of your nights you just have a good time. if you're listening to this and you and this sounds boring to you i i urge you to examine your life this is something my therapist told me actually but okay if this sounds boring to you which it does to me and i'm aware of it so i've tried really hard to work through this if if this evening you go out you meet up with some friends friends they're not like your best friends they're just friends they're friends that you know and you have stuff in common with you've known for more than five years None of them are super hot and none of them are super ugly. They're all fine. Everybody's <laughs> fine. Everybody's comfortable. You go out. You have a few drinks. You don't have that many. You don't have just, you don't have just one. You have a few. And it's not, nothing crazy happens. You don't meet any celebrities. Nobody sucks any dicks. It's, you go home <laughs> and you go to bed. And you had fun, but you, nothing crazy happened. Does that, if that night sounds boring to you, you should examine your life. Cause that should be most nights out with your friends. It shouldn't never, it shouldn't always be like the craziest shit that's ever happened. You shouldn't find poop in your car. Like it shouldn't be that, no. you know what I mean? Like, but, but some people live their yeah, people life are like addicted that. to like yeah. the thrill. And I think I was like the girl who was like, something crazy needs to happen every night. And you were the one who's like, I need to avoid something crazy every night. Yeah. Yes, this is true. Yeah, now that I haven't even thought about it until you said it that way, because now I'm thinking about it. I like went to great lengths to like put myself in positions where the temptation was all around me and like purposely not. (laughs) I was a promoter in Taiwan. Oh, yeah. 
I would like stay out till like four or five a.m. I never drink. I never drink, and I sold. I would sell these tickets. Like I sold tickets to Pitbull concerts. I sold thirty of them, and I would. I went. It was all my all these. I studied. Sold them to all the study abroad kids because I knew they all wanted to party. It was like an easy job to have as a promoter because yeah. I, you know, so I, I got. I didn't get paid too much, but I got a little bit of money, and then I went with all of them, walked them in, and then was like, bye. I didn't stay for the concert, and it was in like a faraway place. I think I had this problem You're of like, like wanting to, sin. I like wanted to make a point <laughs> to myself. I don't it wasn't conscious. It's not like I looked down on them. Like I wanted to hang with them, but in my head I truly convinced myself I needed to study. So I went I walked them in and I was like I think I saw Pitbull come on do one song and then I was like I have to study and I left. And that is so And do you feel twisted now because having- I did not one hour an extra hour of studying would not have do you feel now that many years have passed because back then you might have been like and this is i'm putting all this energy into piggy bank that one day will pay off for me right of me being good right because you're banking up goodness do you feel now that a decade has passed or whatever now you're about to enter another decade do you feel like you banked up anything and you're like thank fucking god i was good or are you just like (laughs) it doesn't matter how does it feel does it feel like you banked up something no, it's something I actually have to work through in therapy now because I have to like make understand I have to let go. Like and if you haven't gotten your like if you if if you're studying if you're not like at a point by the time night rolls around and the concert comes up, it's not like you're going to get that much better by staying in a couple extra hours mm. to study. So, you have to have balance in your life where you're always working hard so that you can have nights to go out. I think what I used to do is I wouldn't really work hard. I would like dawdle around and like twiddle my thumbs. I don't know what I was doing. I would, I would go to dance class a lot. I didn't really, I would always be well, in dance class. We both filled our lives with a lot of activities. Yeah, I was always in dance class. Like the first sem- first quarter of co- uh, college, I scheduled my classes. So I only had classes on uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I spent Tuesday and Thursday, eight hours a day at the edge. Mm-hmm. I would take a bus because I didn't have a car. I'd go out there. I'd pack a little lunch from Pre-lift, the cafeteria. Yeah, old. I'd take three classes in a row. I'd like be like shaking by the end because but you know i didn't have a car so i couldn't go anywhere i had packed Uh a little sandwich but i would do that because i wanted to dance but so i wasn't really like spending my time the best way i could if i really Mm -hmm. cared about studying but it was just a way of having control of like i'm gonna do this because i can and i can't control partying but i can control studying that's what i um i actually really have you seen the movie book smart i actually really liked it um i didn't think i'd like it to be totally honest but i watched it on the plane and I liked it. Uh, but in the in the movie, I'm not going to spoil it, but not that anyone who hasn't seen it now cares. But <laughs> in the movie, the two main girls are like, their whole thing is they've like been good all through high school. Like, get good grades, gotten to Ivy Leagues, and it's the last day of school. And they're like, fuck yeah, we made the right choices. Yeah, we maybe missed out on partying, but we're, our goals were set and they were met. And then they find out that like all the popular hot people at their school who were like fucked around and were like, like the traditional, like, you know, the athletes, the dumb jocks. They all got into Ivy Leagues. They're all going to great schools. And they got to party too. And they have friends. And so they're like, fuck, we did this wrong. Well, do you remember that? Guy? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I know you said some people listen to your podcast. So I won't say. But there was a girl who quit our cheer team. Uh, and she did it. Mostly, I don't think it was her fault. I think her mom. Her mom was from China. Oh, I remember that. Her mom was from China. And then she came. And the mom actually <laughs> came in and like yelled. Did she yell at Miss Thomas? Or she at least. But she basically, also wasn't a good cheerleader. But she. Yes. But also <laughs> she came in and was like, she's wasting her time doing this. Like she needs to study. And then I remember, she, I don't think she got into as many. Sc- 
or maybe she whatever but i think most of the cheer team we got into the schools we wanted so then it was like you don't oh. be an elitism about colleges here i know us at our high school we had this weird hierarchy about certain schools i would say whatever school she got into probably no, but, but was what, actually pretty good yes but my point but was, was considered bad by our little dumb elitist brains i will say that because there are certain schools that even i am like i thought that was bad i don't think i don't, I don't know good. if she got into good or bad schools but i, I just remember thinking oh everyone There's no such thing yes you but gotta take away the good and the bad you, qualifying a school the, these are all colleges where you can get an education yes the point wasn't her the point was that everyone on the team mostly got into what they wanted so then it was like oh you can just cheer and also be good in school you don't have to like quit cheer. you can be hot and popular and smart Aren't um you, oh, okay, no. i was gonna say something but i'm not gonna what? Say. oh no she, uh, you're gonna Never say mind. she's not hot okay. no not her what? Never mind. I said too much. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow, you heard it here first. Uh, the nice girl is actually mean. The cla- cat has claws. Um, <laughs> I, the DJ house cat has some claws. Oh no! Don't hate me. Um. I'm just trying no, to be funny. No, I know what you mean, but the so that's our pri- school is just not a traditional school in the sense of like clicks that you would see in TV. It's not an '80s movie. The t- I don't think that <laughs> exists anymore. The time. The, the tie-in was that I said you spending all this time baking up and now you're much past that years later and you can look back. My thesis or theory is that actually many of your friends probably didn't do that and they're still your friends and your peers and in the same place as you are. So what I'm trying to say is I'm agreeing with you that it, it didn't really matter. You think that if you control a certain like time of your life that you're setting yourself up for this golden age down the road where you can like bank it up and use it all like but the truth is every moment matters and you should just use every moment the way you want to. Mm-hmm. Yes, well said. Because you don't really get that, right? Like sometimes you think, oh, if I do a bunch of extra credit, I can slack off later. Like there's a little bit of that mentality. You know, I, I think that I didn't have that so much. Like the banking thing, I, I was actually just talking to mom about this. I think that she was like, why do you do this? I think I withhold stuff for myself almost because I'm afraid of what's on the other side. So mm. I think a lot of it is m- less about banking and having a golden I think moment. You're going to lose it, but if you don't have it, you can't lose uh, more it. More about yeah, more about just not not letting myself achieve what I really want because I'm so afraid of getting it and losing it. That's interesting. Well, I feel like that's uh that's very that's like a breakthrough thing to think. Meanwhile, I sometimes lose. Well, I don't know what I do. I've gotten better. I will say I used to be a sabotager. I do it less now. I mean, I, I quit drinking for over a year and that, that definitely like was a big milestone for me because that's not something I really thought I could do because the way that I was using alcohol was very much like coping. And now I'm like very comfortable just like having a drink or not. And it's and I actually find that's my new my new place I like to be and it could change in the future and I'll adapt with it. But I was becoming extreme about being sober, kind of the way you're talking about. I think our personalities both like extremes. I hit like over it's the Scorpio in us. It's yeah. Scorpio season, guys. Well, I hit this like milestone of not drinking. And then I was like, I'm going to do it forever. I want to be sober 20 years, 100 years. Like I was like, I'm going to be that girl who never touched a drop. But then I was like, what am I getting out of this now? Like this is the wrong addiction. It's the addiction to feeling special or having this thing. When really what I want is actually just to have a healthy You just lifestyle. have to examine because I played around with wanting to be completely sober and not. But I don't have. Uh, well, you're afraid. It's the fear that you can't handle it. And some people can't, but I'll say being completely honest with myself right now in my life, I feel the best course of action is to have a healthy relationship. And that's the best way for me to learn. For you me have to, to know say, your bounds because if, yeah. you, if you're not sure if you can control it, then if you've had a history with alcohol abuse, like for me, I don't tend to gravitate towards 
addiction towards substances. I'm addict. I, I I'm not an addictive person towards things like, yeah. I just don't get addicted to like alcohol. I can't really drink too much. I don't really have a desire to. But I get addicted to like certain feelings, mm-hmm. like love or like, like, sure, like uh, sex and love addiction. I don't That's think I have. Thing. I don't have a sex addiction, but I I definitely notice that like I'm always in a relationship, right? And I'm like afraid to not be in one. Yeah. So that that usually when you're addicted to something, it means you're using it to um, escape something that you're not looking at, you're not feeling within. Yeah, about being yourself and, and yes. being authentically you. I feel like a lot of it is like you can frame yourself against another person when you're with someone, but when you're by yourself, then it's like... Well, if someone else likes you, then you can like you because you like that person. But can you just like you when it's just you? Yeah. I. <laughs> there's a lot of things I'm working through lately because I'm realizing the idea of being like authentic. And I realized a lot of my life was just like I wanted to frame myself against others. Like what? Like you said, being good. Like what is considered the right thing to do here? So I'm going to do that. Mm. Or in this situation, what's the right thing? But what about like just what I want to do and just do that? Yes. I think that's what I'm trying to get at when I talk about alcohol is like I was leaning on being like, well, if I just never touch it and I just know that that's a course I can stay on, they don't have to worry about like having a healthy relationship because I don't have to have any relationship with it. But now I'm kind of like very happy with myself because I can go for months without drinking or I can have it and then have a drink and then not drink again. And I and I really like feeling like, you know what? It's health. That's healthy. A healthy relationship is being able to have a conversation and it's growing and you understand you listen to yourself and you listen to your needs and you don't lean into something just for the sake of like getting away from yourself yeah i think we're growing very cool well i'm (laughs) glad we're growing on the eve of our 30th um thank you for sharing your confession jen um i want to end with a game okay but i so i actually i i have two ideas but there's one i think might be more fun but we'll see if you feel good about this because you this is one that I don't know. So we're both single right now. Can I say that? Sure. Okay. Do you not disagree? No. Okay. So we're both single. And I thought that's, so I, we know each other very well, like you said. So I, I thought a game wouldn't be that fun um, if it didn't have to do with us. So the f- first version I have was I wrote a bunch of questions about me to see how well you know me. But then I'm like, that's just about me. But I didn't want to give you homework to write about you. So that's the first one. But the other one I think will be more fun is um, on Hinge, which is a dating app. They have these like profile questions now um, I've discovered. Very new. Um, hi, longtime listener, first time caller. Um, apparently they've got, if you, if you don't know what it is, it's a dating app, you know, you know what those are, but there's profile questions that are very specific, like dating qual- profile questions. So I thought it'd be fun if we try to answer them for each other. Okay. So oh, answer like what you would do? Yeah. And, and then I oh. answer what you, right? Oh. That'd be fun. It's kind of like you're like writing. in your voice. Kind of oh. like you're writing your friend's profile yeah okay i'm not great so at i have to pull your voice, up but okay so this is these are all from hinge i didn't write these um so there's a ton you only have to pick three when it comes to making it but there's a lot so i'll just pick some random ones and then i'll pass it to you and you can ask me one wait okay. so how does this work i'll do one for you and then you do one for me okay the same que- uh, different question you can do different ones or what do you think okay yeah different maybe okay so here's one um uh biggest risk i've taken so that's the question. Or we could do it for each other. That could be fun. Biggest risk I've taken, I'll say, for Jenny. Um, it's weird. That when it's, well, because you know, I go by Jenny outwardly. But yes, I'm you writing your profile it. for you. Um, I once wanted to know what it was like to have no hair, 
So I had my dad shave my entire mom, head. Mom, it was mom. Oh, had my dad, mom shave my entire head and put it on YouTube. Or was it dad? It no, was dad because I watched the video. No, it was mom. My mom did it, but dad is in the they video. They both did it. They both did it with you. Oh, they both shaved my head. They both shaved, <laughs> had my parents shave my head for me. Okay. Oh, and so you have to answer that for me and then look, look for a question. Okay. We'll do a few. Oh, answer the same or answered? Answer the same. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, that's a big risk I've taken. So you can answer that one and then you can um, do another question. Biggest risk Teresa has taken. You've done a lot of big things. I mean. Remember, this is supposed to get someone to try to date me. Oh, to date. No, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, shoot, I'm blanking right now because I, th- I know you all of my life. So so many things you've done are so admirable. I, don't, I can't think of it. Uh, I mean, a bit, a one, okay, I'll go do this one because what I thought of. Um, you wanted to go to NYU and uh, y- mom didn't want to let you go, I think because it was going to be too expensive, but they didn't want to straight out tell you, but I think they were really hoping you'd go to Berkeley, UC Berkeley. Um, and you accepted and you declined all the other ones so that there's no turning back. <laughs> and then you just told them, I just did it. And they were so mad. I think they were really angry. Not at the fact that you would end up going to NYU, but the, uh, angry that you just declined everything. <laughs> and scholarships, too. You had like full mm-hmm. scholarships to like mm-hmm. Chicago and, and you declined all the full rides and you just went to NYU. <laughs> and you were like, by the way, mom. And I, you knew because I remember you were like, I'm going to do this because they're never going to let me go if we talk about it, which was the, the, what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big risk, but I think it was a worthy one because you thought at first, you're like, maybe I'll just go for a year and I'll figure it out. But you stayed, you graduated. And even though the loans were a lot, you actually owe less than me now. And I went to a public school. I went to UCLA, but I haven't, I, this is revealing too much, but I haven't really been paying my loans. This is like a lot to put on a dating profile. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So sum it up. Uh, you, <laughs> you got it. Pick okay, another yes, one. I, but okay. So the assignment is your, like, if I was like giving you my phone to write my dating profile, uh, how would you answer this in my words? Like, oh yeah. Literally has your friend. Okay. I rambled. Have you ever had friends? This is a thing comedians get lost. Friends go like, can you write my profile for me? Oh. So that's kind of the inspiration for this. So you can pick one and then answer. Okay. It. We'll do like two more. It's kind of late. This is a fun game, though. I kind of want to do this with other guests. Yeah. Um, I'm weirdly attracted to. You're supposed to answer as me. Teresa. I, uh, I. As Teresa. No, like, you're writing I'm weirdly <laughs> attracted to. Uh, unrealized potential. <laughs> and dad bods. <laughs> Oh, wow. Drag me. Um, Just kidding. I do feel like you're thinking of specific people, and that really hurts, because um, I know you've met everybody I've dated. Uh, okay. <laughs> Unrealized potential is, like, the nicest way of saying Well, no, like, I, meant that in, like, I meant that in a nice way. I meant that, like, people who you, I you, see, the you see the best in them. Yes. I'm weirdly attracted to Virgin. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, no. I'm really attracted to the shorter men. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And I just don't great, see but height. But you do have a pattern. You just don't see height. Because there's no height to see. I have short or ha- tall. <laughs> it's been a mix, Teresa. You, for some reason, people only drag you when you date someone who's shorter. No. It's, they assume I, you're supposed to date someone taller. it's not. And I actually it's been have, a pretty 50, 50. Men, I just think be, it's funny because you're so tall. And, and you specifically have gone... Have a wanna, couple of your long-term boyfriends have been, like, much shorter. So that's why it's funny. But and the it, other half have been really tall. Sure. Okay. But um, you just forget him. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Here we go. 
Um, I'll introduce you to my family if I'll introduce you to my family if um hmm, oh, okay. I'll introduce you to my family if you go to therapy and you're not offended by loud fast talking. <laughs> Wait, this is like for you though. I feel like that's no, yours. It's for you cuz I'm the one that would be like, "Excuse me, are you going to therapy?" Wait, what? So you would introduce them to me. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like something that would make you feel like I thought that question is like that would make you feel like, oh, this is someone I want to well, take cool, home to my mom. You can interpret like, it however you want, but I okay. interpret it as why would you want to introduce someone to your sister Teresa? Oh, I see. Okay, well, hold, when I read this, I'm going to interpret it the way I re- read it as like, oh, someone who, like, you know, they say that you would take home to mama. Sure. So what's your answer? So someone I would take home to mama. Uh, or someone you would, oh, yeah, this is so confusing because I'm your family. It's a really simple exercise. Someone you would take. <laughs> I would introduce you to my family if I were Teresa. If. If you are uh, confident and ambitious in your goals, yeah. Cool. That's good. Okay, we'll do one more. Pick a good one. Okay. Um, my most irrational fear... I mean, spiders. But that's like a, but that's your fear. I've it's, gone over my that irrational. Oh, you're not scared of spiders. Well, I don't like them, but. Do you have another irrational fear? What do you, what would you say? Ghosts. No, you're not that scared. Like spiders and ghosts. And you think spider that someone swipe right Spider ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> ghosts, dead spiders. Well, okay. I'll give you half a point for that. Um, I, I have gotten over my fear of spiders. Do you have another fear? You I don't like of? spiders, but I've definitely worked through getting uh, over the fear. And ghosts, they're not all bad. Some of them I like. You used to have a big fear of spiders to the point you would like I have an scream. irrational fear of dolls. Um, if I, anything with faces in the, in the middle of the night, I don't like. If I, if I wake up and I see a face, I don't like it. Like a clock, anything. Yeah, like, that's I scary. I don't like that. Um, my, irrational, my most irrational fear is... Rubber gloves with no hands in them. <laughs> yeah, you used to scare me with that. <laughs> so mean. You don't like rubber gloves. Mom, our mom used to have uh, these dishwashing gloves that were yellow. And they were scared. It's because there was a Goosebumps t- uh, cover that had hand, mm. hands and that scared me. Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I feel like I've gotten to know you. I feel like our listeners have gotten to know Yay. you. And uh, once again, those were her um, profile answers. So if you guys want to date her, she is single. Uh, you can tell, <laughs> tell the listeners where they can find you. Please do not DM me. Um, housecat, H-A-U-S-K-A-A-T. And you DJ. You can fo- watch her spinning all around the city of L.A., um, and you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod on Instagram. Follow me at Larissa T on Twitter and Instagram. And w- you can join the Super Confidant newsletter for $5 or more. PayPal.me slash you can tell me anything. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. Slow disco and
Hi, I'm Erin. And I'm Nicole. And we're the hosts of the comedy podcast, Dude, That's Fucked Up. Join us every Wednesday for an irreverent discussion on topics such as light cannibalism, all of the Donner Party, JFK's meth dependency, cryptid fanfic, and even pubes. It's available now on the Hoo Ha Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Go to DTFUPodcast.com for more information. You know what's not fucked up? This podcast, you butthole. Eee. This has been a hoo-ha-ha podcast.